This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Andrew Ryan. Taiwan reported a record 5,092 domestic COVID cases on Sunday, the latest in a surge of infections fueled by the Omicron variants of the coronavirus. As cases pile up, the country is shifting its policy toward living with COVID. Jaime Ocon reports. As many countries around the world are returning to a somewhat normal life, Taiwan is in the midst of its largest wave of COVID infections. Yet, Taiwanese officials are set to push ahead with plans to ease quarantine restrictions from 10 days to 3 days for those who come in contact with an infected person. And they'll be free to leave on the fourth day if a rapid test shows a negative result. But people are already struggling to find rapid test kits. They're sold out in many pharmacies across the country. This comes as Taiwan reported over 5,000 new domestic cases on Sunday, 99% of whom are showing mild to no symptoms. Taiwan has a high vaccination rate. Of a population of 23 million, 84% have had their first dose of a COVID vaccine, and almost 80% have had two doses. More than 57% have also had a booster shot. But officials are still urging vaccination. Over the weekend, Taiwan received more than 200,000 Moderna vaccines as it signed a deal with the company to secure 35 million doses over the next two years. Clinics like this one in central Taiwan are seeing long lines of people waiting for a jab. With cases expected to rise, officials here hope to better manage transmission and work towards a point where Taiwan can live with the virus. Rick E. and Jaime Ocon for Taiwan Plus. This coming weekend is a long Labor Day holiday in Taiwan, but it's shaping up to be a transportation headache for many would-be travelers. The Labor Union of the Taiwan Railways Administration is going on strike. Eric Gao reports. An apology letter on the Taiwan Railways Administration website. TRA Director General Du Wei says there will be no train services on Labor Day this Sunday, as the rail system's labor union is going on strike. They are protesting plans to turn the TRA from a government agency into a state-owned company. The corporatization is meant to address the TRA's over 14 billion U.S. dollars in debt, as well as safety concerns following two deadly train accidents in 2018 and 2021. The union says it doesn't oppose the plan itself, but they're protesting how workers weren't consulted. Hundreds of thousands of passengers will be affected by the shutdown. The TRA is planning to provide alternate transport for travelers, but these are expected to increase travel time significantly. As Naya Zhou and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. Muslims around the world are observing Ramadan, the most important month in the Islamic calendar. Although Taiwan has only a tiny Muslim population, it's considered a top travel destination for the community. Taiwan Plus reporter Bing Wang speaks to a Taiwanese Muslim family about how they're observing the month. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
الرحيم والنجم إذا هوى 23-year-old Abdullah leads his family in reciting verses from the Quran, the holy book of Islam. The Changs are among a minority of 60,000 Taiwanese Muslims who make up less than 0.3% of the total population. Because uh, from our physical appearance, we don't seem like Muslims, but in Taiwan, whenever from our conversations, when they come to know that we are Muslims, they actually ask a lot of, a lot of questions such as, uh, why do we pray? Muslims have lived in Taiwan for generations. Like Abdullah's mother, many migrated from majority Islamic areas in China. Others, like his father, are converts. He joined Islam after studying in Saudi Arabia. As a diplomat for Taiwan, the Chang family lived in many parts of the world before returning home in 2019. And after moving back to Taiwan, we didn't really feel difficult either because the people in Taiwan, they are really open and friendly to the Muslim communities. And also perhaps because they don't know too uh, much about Muslim uh, or Islam either. So uh, they are, they, they feel a little bit curious about our religion or our uh, daily lives. During the holy month of Ramadan, the Changs are joining Muslims around the world in fasting and devoting more time to their faith. So I have made a website called Islam Taiwan, and this website contains uh, a lot of different kind of information for Muslims in Taiwan to benefit from. So this includes the restaurants, the halal stores, uh, the prayer spots. Ramadan marks the ninth month of the Islamic calendar and is observed by more than 2 billion Muslims around the world. This is the Taipei Grand Mosque, the oldest, the largest, and the most important Islamic landmark in Taiwan. During Ramadan, thousands of Muslims in the country, including the Chang family, will come here to pray. Ibrahim Chow has been the Imam of the Taipei Mosque since 2016. He's a former diplomat for Taiwan and in his spare time, lectures at local universities about Islamic studies. The Organization of Islamic Cooperation ranks Taiwan second among the top destinations for Muslims. The Taipei city government is even planning events to celebrate Eid, the most important day of the year of Islam, marking the end of Ramadan. Taiwan's multicultural Muslim community includes 250,000 people from other parts of the world. Here in Taiwan, life goes on as normal during Ramadan, but the government is planning celebrations that will be open for everyone to join. At a time when religious freedoms are under threat across the world and many Muslims are facing Islamophobia, the Changs and others here feel Taiwan has remained steadfast in its promises of an open society which celebrates its diversity. Chris Ma, James Rayner, and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan is thought to be the origin of Austronesian culture, but indigenous languages are dying out. In an effort to preserve them, Taiwan's government has launched the nation's first indigenous language interpreting course. Betty Chen has the story. Taiwan today is known as a Chinese-speaking country. But for thousands of years, this island belonged to its indigenous peoples. There are now 16 officially recognized indigenous tribes and as many indigenous languages. But there used to be many more. 
Years of settler immigration and assimilationist policies in Taiwan saw the use of indigenous languages discouraged. Today, while indigenous peoples make up around 2.5% of the country's population, less than half of these are proficient in their ancestral tongue. Still, Taiwan is home to the world's greatest diversity of Austronesian languages, and recent years have seen a push to promote their use as many are on the verge of dying out. Taiwan's government wants to make it possible for indigenous languages to be used in official settings. But for that to happen, Taiwan needs to train interpreters. I'm here at National Taiwan Normal University to join a class that's looking just to do that by teaching how to interpret between Mandarin and indigenous languages. Ninety participants from different tribes are taking part. A mixed teaching method is used to maximize instruction time. Interpreting instructors are dealing with the technical skills needed for professional interpretation, while specialists in indigenous languages help with the necessary vocabulary. Interpreters are expected to speak like a professional, so you have to acquire the technical jargon and specialized knowledge in different fields. I think these skills will definitely make students a better communicator in all kinds of contexts. Learning to interpret usually requires at least two years of full-time training, but these participants are trying to pick up the skills they need in just eight days of intensive workshops. At the demo session, participants sit inside interpreting booths to practice their newly acquired skills. Forty-one-year-old Ibu from Bunong Tribe is one of the youngest participants. She talks about the challenges in learning how to interpret an indigenous language. But time is against those hoping to preserve Taiwan's indigenous languages. The government recognizes the urgency of the task at hand, and it has high hopes that this interpretation course can help to spark a wider reinvigoration of Taiwan's indigenous languages. While eight days can't overturn decades of language discrimination, it's a step on the long road for language justice in Taiwan. And with many participants looking to continue their interpretation training, there's hope that one day indigenous people can speak their languages as freely as their ancestors once did. Patrick Chen and Betty Chen for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's men's archery team has taken gold in the first round of this year's Archery World Cup. Taiwan beat Italy 6-0 in the final held in the Turkish city of Antalya on Sunday. The 2022 Archery World Cup is held over five stages. The next round is in South Korea in May, with the final set to take place in Mexico in October. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Andrew Ryan. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and take care.
Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Thank you.